Good evening, listeners, to another fun filter on Wiki Watchport brought to you by SMR Podcast, a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. Now, as of this moment, all is quiet in the tiny Japanese suburb of Tomobiki. But just you wait, that Moroboshi kid is going to screw things up like he always does. So far, there have been no sightings of weird transforming aliens, weird girls who suck vital essences, or that little kid who rides the duck spaceship. But we'll see what happens. Either way, before I forget, remember that this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, obnoxious aliens, invaders, and tiger stripes, ominous monks, death-throwing girls, Japanese puns, green-haired beauties, and the most lecherous, obnoxious boy on the planet. Oh, wait, hold on. It seems that Atara's done it again. He's pissed off Lum, and she's shooting lightning at him. Oh, let's go over to the insanity. Either way, remember, listener discretion is advised. Episode 214. Lum-chan! Good afternoon, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and vague reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. This is your Hosan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the Spark and Manga Review, the podcast where I tell you about different mangas, their art style, the character design, and the pros and cons. What's good about them, what's bad about them, if they're worth investing your time in. Now, you don't have to agree with anything we talk about, but we've been around for nine years, and I've heard we're a little bit educational, a little entertaining. So, we're there for you to let you know about these mangas that are out there. And more importantly than that, we're here in a very special theme month, because this is the second installment of the Sparkin theme month of Aliens, Boxing, and Crazy Curses, a Romiko Takahashi retrospective slash appreciation month. Now, I'm excited for this episode because it's one of the best mangas that she has. Not her greatest, in my opinion, but it's one of her best, arguably one of her best. But beforehand, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. You can email us at spyarkin at gmail.com. I am at zanspyarkin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, MySpace, Tumblr, and all those other lovely social media sites. Now, also, one other thing I have to say is we've got our panel exceptions for Otakon 2017, and I am super psyched because, well... I applied for six, only two were approved of, which is kind of bad, but I got some really good ones accepted. Now, the first one is going to be Friday at 10 a.m., and that is going to be Aliens, Curses, and Boxers. Well, Aliens, Boxers, and Crazy Curses. 
the world of Rumiko Takahashi, what essentially inspired this panel. It is, in celebration of Ranma's 30th anniversary, I'm going to be reviewing the best and most unique works that Rumiko Takahashi has done since she started. It's going over everything, focusing on Ranma. It's going to be a lot of fun. The other panel that was accepted was From Under the Bed Horror and Anime and Manga. Yes, we're doing another edition of that, but we're going to be more modern, more relaxed. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, you're going to just hold on for one second while I make a noise. Buggy go smush. Sorry about that. Just had to smush something. I do apologize. But back to what we're talking about. So, we got those two panels. That's going to be Friday at 11.30. So, the information we posted on the website, but we got that going on. I'm going to be there all four days as press. I'm excited. I'm actually going to be cosplaying something a little bit different. Of course, I'm going to be doing Lupin the Third because Lupin has been my best cosplay so far. But, I am also going to be cosplaying as a goon from Fist of the North Star. I know, crazy, right? Zan's going to be a goon from Fist of the North Star. How is that going to look? Well, you're going to have to either find me at Otakon or wait and see. But I digress. Let's get to what we're actually talking about, and that is the manga of the, the episode. And this is a doozy. As you guessed, this is made by Rumiko Takahashi. And this was written by her all the way back in 1978 till 1987. Uh, there's 34 volumes. It was published by Sugar Kugan and released over here by Viz Media. Released in Weekly Shonen Sunday. And this has an interesting history behind it because when Rumiko Takahashi was 21 years old, she had just created the manga we talked about last episode, Kate ni Yatsura, Those Weird Aliens. And she did a one-shot about it. It was a one-shot manga and it was popular and she tweaked the concept of this and she created this property we're going to be talking about today. It was originally set up to be this combination of romantic comedy, science fiction, suburban life, and Japanese folklore. And the title is actually a Japanese pun. And this is her first long story series. It's not just a one-shot or a short story. And the crazy part about this thing I found most interesting is that originally this was only supposed to be five chapters, a very short series, but it gained a lot of popularity. And one character who she introduced in her first chapter wasn't ever supposed to come back. It was just supposed to be a, this character shows up and then they never come back. Unfortunately, she was so popular and is now so recognized that she had to be brought back in the third chapter. And it was released sporadically originally, but it is really popular. And this title, like the original, the Katini Yatsura, is an interesting pun. The title of this one is Yurisai Yatsura, Those Obnoxious Aliens. This is a crazy, amazing, and weird series. It is the story of Ataro Motoboshi, the most unlucky boy on the planet. He was born on Friday the 13th, and his mother, when going to the hospital, was scared by a black cat, so she walked under a, a ladder, and then she broke a mirror, and so he is super unlucky. He draws the weirdest and strangest things to him. That's actually the pun of the name, is it means you draw, things are drawn towards you, and he's very unlucky. He's also a bit of a lech. He likes the girls, just a little bit. And when the series opens up, he's getting into an argument with his girlfriend, Shinobu Miyaku, who he really likes Shinobu. 
But he also likes the other girls. He loves looking at girls, talking to girls, and she's pissed at him as usual. She's like, you know what? We're we're done. I'm breaking up with you again. And he just is like, oh, she broke up with me. Damn it. And as he's worrying about this, this weird short monk says, don't, don't kill yourself, and then pushes him into the water. It's like, what the hell is that for? I wasn't going to jump. It's like, well, I saw it in the future. You were going to jump. And he's like, no, you pushed me into the, the water. This old man is Sakurambo, or Cherry. He is this ominous monk who keeps showing up and keeps giving Ataru bad news throughout the series. And Ataru ends up hating him because it's always like, this is most ominous. It's like, today is going to be your worst day. Or this is going to happen to you. And Cherry's just an annoying angry character he's not a lech but he's just annoying and there at the worst possible times he says today's gonna be your worst day taro's like nah that ain't gonna happen so taro comes home and there's a bunch of cars outside his house there's a bunch of crazy people around his house and they're like hey who the hell are you he's like oh wait are you Taro moroboshi what do you think about the situation what's going on he's like what are you talking about goes into his house and his mom's like come in here we have to talk to you this person's here to see you and he's like who the hell's here to see me walks in the door and there is a giant man in tiger stripe with horns this is invader san he is the ruler of the oni empire an alien race that they're onis like the traditional japanese oni you know tiger stripes and horns big teeth fangs and he is there to take over the earth but he has decided that in order to take over the Earth properly, Earth has to have a chance to f- defend themselves. So they're going to have a game of tag. And Earth's representative has to beat the Oni champion. And if the Earth champion can tag the horns of the Oni champion, then Earth is saved. And they have 10 days to do it. And Otaru has been chosen by Electronic Lottery. He's like, what? Wait, wait, what? I have to catch this person? And then you find out who is the Oni's champion. It is Invader San's daughter, Lum Invader. Lum is a beautiful, green-haired, horned Oni in a bikini. So it's a cute girl with little horns, cute little fangs, wearing a a tiger-striped bikini and bottoms. And he has to catch her in tag best day ever he's got 10 days to catch her and he says okay i will i will save the world to save the world because i'm the best i can be so day one he's gonna catch her he runs at her oops the onis forgot to tell him they can fly so he wastes day one day two he tries going after her with pogo stick this that nope fails miserably day three fails day four fails day five discovers that Oni actually are able to shoot electricity. They're aliens that can shoot electricity and they can fly. So this takes things a little bit harder. Day six fails. Day seven, something interesting happens. Ataru is able to kind of catch her. He grabs onto her. He's going to reach for her horns and win. And he ends up taking off her bikini top. She's like, oh my God. And she flies away. He loses the day, but that night... Lum shows up, says, I want my top back. And he's like, well, what do you mean, you your top back? He's like, well, we'll come over here and get it. He's like, well, you can't catch me. The rules are it's only during the day you get, the game matters. 
so I want my top back. And he's like, no, I'm not going to give you your top back. Figures out that that is her only clothes that she has is the bikini. And he has her top. So he's going to figure out how to use it to his advantage. And he tries again on the ninth, eighth day. Fails miserably, but it actually, he gets an idea. He's like, knows, okay. So when she was flying, she doesn't want people to see her boobs. So she's covering it. So maybe that's a way he can win. Just got to figure it out. But she shocks him. He passes out. And it's now the last night. He has one more day. And Shinobu comes up to him. And she's like, look, I don't want you to be exiled if you lose. So I'll make a deal with you. I love you. And I will marry you if you beat Lum tomorrow. And Shinobu is also promised to do other things, some naughty things, in the event that they get married, because she's waiting for marriage. So Atara's like, oh, hey, I can get laid, and I can get married, and I can win? I'll do it. So Ataru, using a bunch of trickery, screams out when the final day, he screams out, I'm going to get married! And he beats Lum. He, he uses a gadget to grab her bra. She goes towards him and then he just grabs her horn. She's like, I can win. And it's like, hooray, Earth is saved. And in a, a passion, he says, now I can get married. Because he's going to get married to Shinobu. Life's going to be great. No. Lum hears this and says, oh, you want to get married? Okay. I didn't think you liked me, but sure. And all the cameramen, everybody sees this, hears this, and looks like, oh, is this a peace brokering mission? So now Ataru is in married, quote unquote, to Lum Invader in a peace mission. So now Lum is stuck with Ataru, or Ataru stuck with Lum. And the insanity begins. The first part of this series, before it becomes really serialized, is a lot of one shots. It's all different things, like the second. Chapter is Ataru and Cherry end up summoning a bunch of demons who attack him. The third day, Ataru comes, gets coerced into summoning Lum through a weird seance where they say, Ventura, Ventura, space people, and end up summoning an uh, intergalactic cabbie, and when they can't pay, insanity ensues, and Lum has to show up again. And then from there, it just becomes the beginnings of this insane, crazy series, which involves these obnoxious aliens that keep showing up, and all these weird characters. And it goes really bizarre, and you see the beginnings of Romiko's large gallery and designs of characters who are so weird and crazy like you could see the beginnings of akane in shinobu where shinobu is that short-haired girl who has a very 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 big temper where she, but she instead of akane who is the hammer girl takes up mallets shinobu is known as the desk throwing girl because she throws desks and other heavy objects at ataru and then Cherry is the predecessor for all the miniature characters that are in the series. We're talking about Haposai. We're talking about uh, Inuyasha's valet. He's the predecessor for that. You all see a lot of other little characters. Like you see the Kuno character in Mendo, who is this rich guy who Shinobu kind of likes, but he likes Lum. And you're seeing a beginning of a weird love triangle. But unlike Ranma, unlike Inuyasha, this one is just a very simple one, two, three, four. It's four people. It's one likes everybody, and that's it. Very simple. There are a lot of 
bizarre characters in this series, the art style is the beginning of Romiko's great work. You see the character design that you see all the time. Also, on page three, when the first day of the tournament happens, you see the aliens from Kata ni Yatsura, the fish people. They are in there. Like I said, this is the beginning of you seeing the fish people over and over again throughout this series. You see them in the background and they're they're working with Earth. They're like the neighbors. So this might take place in the same universe as Katini Yatsura. You'll see the, the Alien 1 and Alien 2. It's a really nice touch. So what else can I say about this series? Uh, the art style is it's a little dated, but it still has that Rumiko Takahashi charm to it. And it's inventive. It's fun. And unlike Ranma Inuyasha or One Pound Gospel or Mermaid Saga, this is more a collection of stories with the same universe. There is a continuous narrative, but for the most part, it is one-shots. It's just an incident happens, and then it goes on. An incident happens, then goes on. Incident happens, then goes on. Incident happens, then goes on. And the status quo slowly changes, but not to an insane degree. It's not like Ranma, where it was several sto- several story arcs. It's just little bits, maybe two two shots, and then they'll throw in a character who will show up for a while, and then that character is just added for for reasons. Like at one point in the second volume, they introduce a Tengu princess and how she's interested in Ataru in a weird sort of way and so she becomes a recurring character it's not her as a main character but she's a recurring character over and over again you have characters like Lum's friends like Ben Ten and Oyuki they show up sporadically but they're not really there's not the overarching narrative of what's going on and that's a plus and a minus to the series because it is I like the overarching story but I do like that slice of life aspect that the series does have where it's almost you're just looking at snapshots in Ataro's life and how things are getting worse and more insane. And once the series finds its groove, it is amazing. That first part is very just uh, Ataru, an alien or weird thing shows up and he has to deal with it. Then it's Ataru and Lum in their relationship and him trying to get away from her and then him accepting her but not wanting to be with her but then him wanting to date 100 girls and stay with her and all the other crazy things. Also, this is the first of the parents that are actually involved 100%. I mean, Ataru's dad is the guy who hides behind the newspaper and is constantly just trying to ignore life. And then Ataru's mom is the person, I wish I never had him. And she's constantly lamenting about life. It is a lot of the stereotypes that you find later in other harem and anime series can be found in this series and i highly recommend it it is a really good read it is fun it is diverse it is very different like i said it's 34 volumes it's a little less than ranma but more importantly than that it's a popular series and it sold 26 million copies in japan which is really good. 26 million is decent. It's half of what Ranma did. Ranma did uh, 53. But it's a really good series. And I highly recommend it. And let me just give the review right now. I have to give this Yorotsai Atsura, those obnoxious aliens, a really, really, really fucking cool. If you haven't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes open your soul before for two, the great Zoma Kustar. 
this is one of those series that is worth checking out. It is iconic. It is different. It is crazy. It is the series that won the Shogakugan Manga Award in 1980. It's this combination of sci-fi, fairy tale, and ghost stories. And then you intertwine these cute girls everywhere. And it's it's charismatic. It's fun. I mean, this is also the original otaku series. Because Lum is known as the original otaku dream girl. She's the girl everyone liked. Everyone cared about. Everybody was like poofed about. I mean, the anime adaptations, the films are all amazing. And the theme song for the anime... A Lum No Love song, which is really fun, which is the opening for this episode, is was voted best anime song. And it's still known as one of the best anime songs of all time. There was a list in 2011 of the top 20 anime songs of all time, and Lum was number 12. It's still prolific to this day. I mean, it's and it's still fresh to this day. There are some little dated aspects. Like they don't have a cell phone. They use a regular phone. But it's... What can I say? It's a riot. It's fun. And if you know your Japanese culture, you will get your laugh out of it. I mean, besides the whole uh, Oni Goku, the game of the Oni, which is the tag, you also have the references to Momotaro. You have Otaru telling kids that the goal in life is to become a salaryman and never get past middle management. Just. It's. I don't know. It's like it's like a really screwed up Bewitched or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's just it's the harem girl beginnings. It is the beginning of the girl, the magical girl that lives with you, and then insanity ensues. The series still makes puts a smile on my face. It really does. It really it, it's it puts a, a big smile on my face because this is a fun series. I do wish it was released over here in the U.S. as a DVD as opposed to just the manga. And the manga is excellent, but the anime, I highly recommend it. It was released by Studio Piro and Studio Dean, and Amigo tried releasing it. If you could get a hold of the DVDs, they're very hard to come across, but they, they still hold up. Anyway, so I'm done geeking out about Yoretsai Atsura. Let's get to the basics of the episode. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. You can email us at spyarkin at gmail.com or you can email me at zan at spyarkin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, all those other lovely websites, and all this information is at the show notes at www.spyarkin.com. Also, um, our random question of the day is going to be would you want to play tag with Lum? And if so, how would you win? And let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, that Wheel of Manga. And whenever the number it lands on, that's what we're going to view in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 215, and the third installment of our theme month of Aliens, Boxing, and Crazy Curses. 
So I'm going to spin this, and we're going to see what we're going to review. And it's all Ramiko Takahashi stuff, and we do have several series left. I mean, currently on this list, let's see what we got. We have Inuyasha, Renee, Mermaid Scar, One Pound Gospel. We have Rumik Theater. We have her three of her one-shots, and we have Mei Koku. And just because I like it, Ranma's back on the list because maybe I'll go over it again. We'll see. But we're going to spin, and we're going to see what we're going to review in that next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. Wish us luck. I really like this new spinner. It's really good. Ooh, number 10. And number 10 is going to be... Oh. Ironically, it is the next in the list, and that is Masoni Koku. Uh... Actually, I've never actually read Masoni Koku. This should be interesting. I know about it, but I've never actually read the series. So, uh, guess the next episode we're going to talk about crazy people who are inside of a weird apartment. So, I guess that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. I'm your host, Zan, and I am Gonzo. Catch you guys next time.